Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome everyone and Merry Christmas from House of the Unusual. I am your host, Joe Pavlansky, pop culture historian, writer for Scary Monsters Magazine, and curator of the Crypt of Classics. Co-hosting, as always, is the maestro of mail-order mysteries and owner of HouseOfTheUnusual.com, the one, the only, Santa Eddie Guevara. With us all the way from the kingdom of the sea monkeys is their king and the man with the impeccable character, Todd Machen. <laughs> Todd, how's it going tonight, brother? Uh, really good. That was a wonderful intro. <laughs> <laughs> all the way from the sea monkey kingdom. I like that. All the way from the sea monkey kingdom. They're, they're ruler and supreme master. Yeah. Supreme master. You know what? If you could see what, what I was sitting amongst, you that that's pretty accurate, actually. It's uh, it's pretty much everything that's in my peripheral vision right here is sea monkey related. So, I, I tell you what, I, I, I received, um, I, I can't remember if I text you or not or let you know, I got the sea monkeys you sent me, which was really cool. Thank you. I'm going to get them started actually tomorrow. Uh, once I get some time, and uh, I'm pretty excited because this will be my first foray into Sea yeah. Monkeys. So, thank you uh, a lot for sending that to me. And um, I may do a little video on it, or even tab. Might just take some pictures, yeah. you know, as I go along and and do it on the uh, the forum and kind of do like a um, almost like a uh, how would you do for like a like a baby's book, like you know, <laughs> baby's first day, baby's second day. <laughs> no, that'd be great. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm curious to see what I'm curious to see how it goes for you. So keep yeah, yeah me keep too. Us posted one way or another. I'm very I'm very curious. Yeah, Eddie, what's what's been what's been new on your end over at uh, House of the Unusable? I mean, unusual. Well, may, other than the 17 feet of snow and the curled in, I can I, I mean I just can't get the picture out of my mind. Oh, and I almost I can almost say that it's a hundred percent factual. That Mr. Todd there, not only is he sitting around all the sea monkey memorabilia, but I have a feeling he had a throne made for himself <laughs> as well. I, I, I tell you what, I was very impressed with his video, not only the, the quality of it, but just the, the sea monkey stuff in the background. I, I man, I, I, I paused it a few times just so I could I could look to see what was was up there. That was really cool. Well, he calls himself uh, you know, he said, you know, you know how they say the person that, you know, is experienced. And I don't know if you remember that old Abbott and Costello where they're throwing the dice. And, and then Costello says, I never played it before. And he goes, <laughs> let her roll or little Jack. And the guy gets, you know, Abbott gets him, smacks him around. Says, I thought you never played this before. He goes, no, never, never. I, yeah. I think we got the same thing from Todd. <laughs> he, he's, he's a hustler. But yeah. Todd, what's... Uh... What's what's new in the the world of sea monkeys? Got anything going on? Anything you could uh, share with the audience? Oh, let's see. Um, there's there there is a lot going on. Uh, I have a um, you know I I'm not I'm not really big on Christmas and I haven't been for a long time. Um, it's, it's sort of you know like something that 
you know, it's big as you're, it's big when you're a kid and then it kind of loses its appeal. And then as our families like gotten older and kind of distributed apart, uh, you know, we don't have the big family get togethers like we used to. And of course, because of COVID, we have no family get together this year. But I do have a package that was sent to me courtesy of Transcience Corporation that I'm supposed to save and open on Christmas morning. So I'm actually very excited about Christmas this year, and I have a countdown going. So. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. You know, we're we're all you know just big kids here. You know, it's 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 always good never to lose that. Um, I guess that sense of wonder and excitement, and um, you know that we had as a kid. You know, I, I can remember so many times. You know, wanting to stay up. You know, for Santa and saying, you know, I'm going to stay up, I'm going to sneak downstairs, and I'm going to hide behind the couch so I could see him, you know, when he comes. And I would wait, you know, set my alarm or something for an hour, and I'd wait till my parents go to sleep, and then I'd, I'd sneak downstairs because we lived in the Cape Cod, and I, I lived in the uh, the attic portion. And I'd, I'd sneak downstairs, and, you know, son of a gun, the presents would already be there, the cookies were eaten, and <laughs> You know, we never left milk. My dad always said, you got to leave a shot for Santa. He, he likes his uh, his whiskey and cookies. Oh, nice. <laughs> so the, the cookies would be gone. The whiskey would be gone. And we always left little bones out for the reindeer. And all that was gone. I said, every year I miss Santa. So, you know, there's always that yeah. sense of wonder. And, you know, I still try to, you know, to keep it. I'm, I'm, I'm 40 now. And I, I still try to keep, you know, that, that sense of wonder and not let, you know, adulthood, you know, fully take over and lose that, that magic of the season. So what do you guys think of that? I'll tell you what I think of wonder. I bet you that sense of wonder was the same thing Todd felt when he received that empty box. (laughs) What the heck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like the dark Santa. (laughs) I wondered why I'm friends with this guy called Eddie Guevara is what I wondered. Oh, <laughs> Eddie doesn't Eddie Santa Eddie doesn't just he doesn't bring you coal he just yeah. he, he leaves you empty boxes. <laughs> I think that's even more yeah. torturous. I'd rather have coal. At least you could burn it yeah, and stay warm with the boxes. You're like, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. no I, I'm telling you, man. It's um, Tom <coughs> me, you know, reminded me when he said he's waiting for that little package, and I can help but wonder if he tried with a little knife just do a little peek. No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a peek. What the heck? I mean, who's seen? Nobody's watching me. I've Yolanda, been, you're not watching me, are you? No, I've, I've been yeah. very good. In fact, um, it's still in the cardboard box. And then this weekend, my uh, I'm going to take it out of the cardboard box. And then I'm not, I'm not going to open up the packages until Christmas morning. So we'll 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 see what how that goes. We'll see what we get. Do you have any idea? Well, definitely. What's in it? I have no idea. I just know that it's related to something that I love. Ah. Well, definitely get it. Send us some pictures. You know when you do, and pretty interesting. Why, why don't you do another <clears throat> un, unexperienced unboxing of that? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I I might actually. We'll see. We'll. See. I, I, you know what? I seen Todd's video and I said, you know what? I said, I'm done doing videos. I said, he's, I, I just, I can't compete with that. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, it actually came out better than any of them. I was wondering. I was like, 
Here's a guy. I'm not, you know, I lack experience. Let her ride. How did you know that? Yeah, you know, I, I I met a I met a few guys like him in, in in my years. You know, trying to play pool. Oh, I'm I'm horrible at pool. And then next thing you know, they they run the table. I don't know. Beginner's yeah. luck. No, that, well, that if if it turned out well, that totally was beginner's luck. Because uh... well, let me let me tell you guys something. When you say beginner's luck. So we're talking about holidays, and and this is why it made me laugh when Todd mentioned that because he reminded me of Abbott and Costello. I was over at my daughter's house earlier today before the snow started, and of course I went to sleep there in the morning for a couple of hours uh, due to the fact I worked an overnight. And um, I started looking at my DVDs, and I grabbed this is the bunch I grabbed to watch because I know I'm going to be stuck because I think Joe they were saying it's going to snow all day till tomorrow night. So I mean. We're going to be stuck home all day. And since today is actually my day off, I want to enjoy today and tomorrow. And I bought Mr. Bean, the complete series of Mr. Bean. Oh, I love Mr. Yeah, Bean. I bought Faulty Towers, the 12, you know, the complete Faulty Towers, which I, I don't know if you know what that one is, but it's also from the same era. Faulty Towers is, is with John Cleese is hilarious. I also bought the Abbott and Costello with the Hold That Ghost, uh, Meet Frankenstein. And I bought... um. Abbott and Costello Colgate Comedy Hour with Mr. Fields. And <laughs> I was going to be doing some heavy watching tomorrow. Nice. That's what I plan on doing tonight. I'm going to do some some Christmas shows tonight. I, You know, I'm, I'm hooked on that Pluto TV on Roku. So I'm going to go on there and just find some, some Christmas episodes. And actually on there the other day, speaking of Mr. Bean, they had the, um, I don't know if you, you remember the, the New Year's episode where he had two guys over for a New Year's party and, he didn't have no snacks, so he was breaking twigs off, and I think he was putting him in some type of dip, and <laughs> he was serving them on a plate. <laughs> and the guys were they were they were just trying to get you know get through the night, so they hurried up and moved the clock like three hours ahead to midnight. So they they're like, oh, oh happy New Year, <laughs> and they left. <laughs> yeah, but but any but anyways, you know, we'll tonight we're gonna you know for the next little while we're gonna talk about um you know some Christmas stuff and. Um, Todd, you had on, on the form, I wanted to ask you about this in, in, in person. So I'm glad you're on, um, that you replied to one of the things that you actually worked with the wife of, um, one of the guys involved with the Rankin Bass Frosty, yeah. the snowman. Um, yeah, Paul Coker Jr. And, uh, he, he went to school in Lawrence, Kansas, and he actually, um, he was an illustrator. He designed one of the very early, um, KU Jayhawk mascots for uh, for the team there, and um, but he went on to he went on to illustrate for Mad Magazine for years and years, and um, and he worked for Rankin Bass for a while, and he was the he was the one that did all the conceptual drawings for Frosty for the animated Frosty, and um, his wife we worked together at the newspaper for many years side by side i was the art director and she was the writer and we teamed up on <coughs> and so uh, like mentioned on the on the forum it's like getting their christmas cards every year is really a treat because uh yeah oh, he imagine. he illustrates them every year and he he does characters of him and rosie together in kind of santa suits with some kind of political twist and uh, I've kept every one that they've ever sent me. It's it's a great little collection. How how old is he now? Yeah, he, be yeah, he does have now. to be up there because um, 
Oh, like that, I'd, you know, like I, I'm late 50s, so I would say they're probably 20 years older than me, kind of in that in that range. Um, but but Paul and I, uh, we used to joke because he's a lot like me. He's really antisocial. He doesn't like to go anyplace or do anything and doesn't <laughs> like people visiting. Or <laughs> So we, Paul and I used to joke that we were we were one another's best friends because there was no expectations <laughs> whatsoever. I didn't ever have to worry about him asking me out anywhere. And he didn't have to worry about me asking him to do anything. You know, it kind of reminds me of you guys ever watch uh, parks and recreation with uh, Ron Swanson on there or he, you know, he's like very antisocial and he says, yeah, he goes, I, I worked with a guy for three years. We never said a word to each other. One of my best friends. <laughs> well, what about this one? The every time I look at a sea monkey ad, they're all smiling, they're all smiling. and their king is antisocial. Yeah. Would you believe yeah. that? <laughs> How's that possible? He he's just a ruler in the uh in the 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 castle that's there, and he's just kind of standing out, you know, by the window, peering out at, at all oh, his yeah. uh, uh all his uh lower subordinates. Uh, Joe, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking note here. Who did you say that uh Todd worked with before? It was uh who was it? Uh, Paul Cocker Jr. Jr.? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but his his wife, right? Rosemary. Yeah, I, I'm taking note here. I got to report this to HR for House of Radio. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's aware, if he's allowed to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know he. You know he he comes across like you know he he doesn't know this doesn't, and he got all these little secrets that were you know we're we're just unfolding. You know, it's like unwrapping a present. You know, it's one of those you get a big big box that's wrapped up as a present and you open it and inside there's another box a smaller one that's wrapped up and you know that's like todd we just got to keep unwrapping it till yeah. we get to the box yeah. well you'll I'll, I'll slowly reveal this and that i guess but uh yeah anyway that that was just kind of an odd uh odd coincidence that um you had mentioned that special in particular and uh, i had i had that association with paul's yeah, you know, I I love all those those Rankin Bass uh, Christmas specials. I I think they're some of the the best out there. You know, uh, especially Rudolph. That's a classic that everybody you know definitely watches. And my wife's a big um, Bumble fan. She's got there's hundred Bumbles just yeah. everywhere. And between Rudolph and and Frosty, that's another one. And I tell you what, there's uh, one that you put put up there that I I totally forgot about was Pee Wee's Christmas. Oh God, I special. love that. My whole family is big <laughs> Pee Wee fans, and that's that's one of our uh, Christmas traditions is to watch Pee Wee <laughs> Pee Wee's Christmas special every year. Eddie, have you ever seen that one? Because I don't rem- I I can't recall it. I have to look it up maybe on YouTube or something. I I can't recall ever seeing that. I- I'll tell you what, man. I I did see it. I think, oh gosh, about 20 years ago when my son was very, very small. Uh, but you know what happened? The day I went to the convention and I asked Pee-wee, can I take a picture? And he kind of brushed me off because I kind of didn't like him anymore. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he brushed me off, man. I should have told him I knew the man of impeccable character. Maybe he yeah. <laughs> he might treat me well, better next time. You know? Here's some. Here's an etiquette tip for you, uh, Eddie, is like... Don't approach somebody when they're going to the bathroom. Well, I mean, yeah. you figure, hey, you know, I got to get them sometime without the crowd, you know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, now he just like, oh, in a few minutes I'll be back. 
and he didn't want to, you know, he didn't let me take the picture. And I'm like, what? But the funny thing about it, the guy in person looked just like the peewee with the makeup. He did a pretty damn job, you know, like it was really, really good. Uh, his makeup, it, it just looked just, I mean, it was good. It was phenomenal, really. But um, no, if, if you haven't you know, seen that, anybody out there, if you haven't seen it, it really is worth it really is worth a watch because, I mean, it is like a total 80s trip down memory lane. The, the crazy cast of guests, I mean, he's got Cher popping up and Grace Jones, Shara, the Del Rubio triplets, Annette and Frankie and Annette, Dinah Shore, Whoopi Goldberg, Rich Little. I mean, it's just, I mean, the whole thing is just absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the photo you have on the uh, the forum right now. And, that, man, that's just like a, a trip down oh, 80s yeah, memory yeah. lane, man. And You know, here's something that kind of reminds me. Sometimes it gets you out of whack here with the, and I'll bring back Costello again, back to the 40s lane, you know. And <laughs> he's walking down the steps in the tenement house he lives in, in the Colgate Comedy Hour. A girl comes up to him, smacks him across the face, and he goes, what was that all about? He goes, she goes, you remind me of someone I hate. <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, uh, that's kind of like, you know, uh, Todd is a man that no matter what, he's got a, so many things up his sleeve that Lisa's just bewildered and wondering how did like right now when you mentioned that i remember he had mentioned that but i had kind of forgotten now i i kind of i have a, have a, a more of a respect now for this man you know yeah and and uh, i mean it's not just impeccable character <laughs> holy cow i i told him you know here i am thinking i'm, I'm a great you know i you know semi good type of art not an artist but i can make my own ads you know and I was kind of happy with the way I did. I, he comes out of, out of nowhere and just kind of, I almost hung up my computer in shame, you know? It's like, <laughs> why am I even going to try to do any more if I can't compete with him, you know? Oh, that's the saddest story I ever like, heard, Eddie. I'm telling you, man. Yep. So do you guys do you guys watch any, uh, any Christmas movies like around this holiday? Are there any like, you know, Christmas movies that are like a must watch for you guys I, now? Nothing that um, I watch, but I will say this. Somebody at work mentioned that Gremlins is a really great and odd Christmas movie. Can I, I don't recall. I don't recall the Christmas aspect to Gremlins. Do either of you remember that? Yeah. The, the first Gremlins, the original one, it, it takes place during okay. uh, Christmas. It, yeah. Pretty much the whole episode is during Christmas. That's, that's definitely one of those ones that, not many people, and I and I sometimes forget about it too, being a Christmas um, movie. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely a, a Christmas movie. It takes place during the holidays. That's that's a, a really good one. And uh, actually, my uh, my calendar this year. Every year, I get a new calendar, like an Advent calendar. And um, the one I got this year is the is actually the Gremlin. So every day, I open up a little door, and it's a, a different Gremlin in there. Yeah, a little mini one. <laughs> well, Joe, how close are you to complete your 1,000th view of the, A Christmas Story? You know what? I I, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet this what? year. What? Yeah. You're not, a true, you're not a true fan, my man. You, you, you know, the, I, I, Joe, please. I know. I, I plan on watching it tonight, you know, once we get done recording and all that here. Because I, I, it's been a busy couple weeks. And, you know, I usually watch... A Christmas Story, um, the night of 
uh, Thanksgiving and just the last couple weeks have been really hectic and I finally got everything, uh, you know, under control. So I think tonight is going to be a Christmas story and uh, National Lampoon's Christmas, which is another one I, I haven't watched this year. And usually by now I would have watched them 30, 30 times already, but okay, you know, I'm, I'm hoping tonight's the, the night. The only really Christmas movie I've watched uh, so far has been Christmas Evil. That's that's been my um start a couple years ago as a, a tradition. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. It came out in 1980 and it's just a it's a crazy Christmas slasher flick and for some reason it's it's become like my personal holiday tradition movie. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. um I usually there's a few other ones I usually watch which I I posted in the forum uh Silent Night Deadly Night from 84 it's another pretty cool one um Santa Claus versus the Devil 1959 and that's just a man that that's another crazy one and but probably one of the the weirdest ones is Santa Claus Conquers yeah. the Martians from uh 1964 that's just you, you, I mean those movies are so bad that they're they're good yeah, and they well, I I just love them <laughs> I got to tell you something and I want to stop you right there cuz you just hit something that hit the chord baby Santa Claus Conquers the Martians that they made a comic book. The comic book cover has like the perfect robot costume that I love. Really? You know the robot costume that they have on that thing? Oh okay. yeah. Let me tell you something. That robot costume. Um, my daughter, when she was very this is my thirty-four year old daughter, when she was very little, she used to like watching Chinese <laughs> Time Station. And there was this guy in Shiny Time Station. He was named, his name was Schemer. And what he did, Shiny Time Station is like the train station. I think it was based out of Canada where the company was to produce, uh, the movie producer for the show, whatever. And there was one called Schemer's Robot. So what Schemer does is he goes, you know, Schemer's like this all-around guy. He's the maintenance guy. He, he can do a few things. And, and what he does is he places an order for a mail-order robot, and he gets a huge crate which I'm sure that they took that somehow again from the mail order comics, you know, from whoever wrote the show definitely has something to do with that in his mind. Um, maybe reminiscing when he was a kid or whatever, but anyway, the robot comes to the <coughs> station and he opens up the robot box and the robot obviously is a disaster. You know, everything he does, he programs them and, and the robot does everything wrong. But anyway, that robot looks very, very similar to the one in Santa Claus uh, with the Martians that you just mentioned. Uh -huh. And I have that original comic book. In fact, I have two because I, I, I fell in love with that. And here's what I did. Again, for not being able to find my robot pr prints that <laughs> not even Todd, the man of impeccable character, can give for me or get for me with all his connections. Unless he's hiding out on me for, because he's waiting for somebody named Eagle <laughs> to arrive in his mail. But anyway, <clears throat> the thing is that I wanted to say, when I saw that, I, I made it a point to contact the producers in, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in New York City, uh, to find out where and how much would it cost to have that robot costume, or in other words, what would what were they going to do with the robot costume? Once they used it, I don't think they're going to use it more than once. So I contacted the producer and they got me in contact with the person that actually did the costume and he wanted a thousand dollars and he was going to make me a similar one. 
Um, to be honest with you, at the time this happened, I was like debating that's a lot of money for a costume, you know. But it just kind of like right now, you you just put a light in my head because uh, I still have the phone number somewhere of calling them and wondering whatever happened to that schemer's robot costume. But if you look up on Google and you go to YouTube and look up uh, Shiny Time Station's schemer's robot, you'll see that that episode is very reminiscent to what we grew up with. And, and my love for robots, of course, again, because of the plants I can't get have made me obsessed with anything robotic and anytime i see a robot like that i I always think and every time todd calls me i think he's gonna say hey eddie i got it for you (laughs) it doesn't happen (laughs) oh he'll go yo 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 yeah you got it he goes no no i just want to see how you are yeah i'm looking at santa claus conquers the martian on google right now and um you see the robot i see yeah and it's it is it's a it's the classic uh it's the best, yeah, man. That's old-fashioned robot. Uh, uh-huh. The comic book. I, d- I didn't know there was a comic book. It's actually pretty cool. Well, if you've never you've never seen the no, movie, uh-uh. Todd. Well, there's a great part of the movie, and Eddie will remember I have this. Before. Ready? Yes. Hooray for Sandy Claus! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That that song at, at at the end, "Hooray for Sandy Claus!" is just it is. There's just too much awesome in that movie. I mean, it's, you know that movie looks like somebody when I mean, if you watch the film, it must have been put for under twenty five dollars yeah. <laughs> with camera and equipment included in price. It, you know, I'm I'm looking online. It had a budget around two hundred thousand dollars, but that, I don't know where they put that movie or where they put all that yeah, money at. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was the most simplest movie. It's where Santa Claus gets, you know, uh, kidnapped by eight by Martians. It's really corny, man. <laughs> That's why I said it's a, it's so bad that it's good, and and I watch it every but, year, and and. I, the the other one, the Santa Claus versus the Devil, or sometimes just called Santa Claus, it's a it's a Mexican you know fantasy holiday film, and I, I'm a huge fan of you know Mexican horror. It's just if you've never watched Mexican horror movies from you know 50s, 60s, 70s, they're they're a treat, and they're just yeah. absolutely wild. But it's it's funny because I was reading an article about uh, Santa Claus versus the Devil, which came out in 1959. And they were talking about how that they that it's it was a a holiday movie, but they didn't want the posters to you know look too like you know horrorish, I guess you know with devils and monsters on it. So they made it look like a uh, they wanted it to be like a Disney type you know movie poster, and you know so all these kids were like, hey, we're going and and on the posters it just said Santa Claus. It didn't say Santa Claus versus the devil. It just said Santa Claus and it had like a little magic castle on it with and Santa on his reindeers and it looks very, you know, family friendly. So the producers, you know, they they made those posters so that kids could say, "Hey, mom, dad, we want to go watch Santa Claus." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, that looks like a nice, you know, wholesome <laughs> holiday movie." <laughs> That's you know, they're going to watch, you know, this this demon uh, pitch who was sent to earth by, by Lucifer trying to kill Santa Claus so kids could do evil and all. I mean, it's just, it is 
a wild visceral ride, man. <laughs> you know, um, I grabbed one of the boxes. I grabbed this 50 horror movies. There's one that you kind of reminded me that looks similar to that. It's called The Amazing Mr. X or something like that. I, I forgot. There, There is a, a good old 1950s film. It's actually filmed in color. And it's called The Man with the X. Oh, yeah. Eyes. Oh, that's a great that movie, film, yeah. it reminds me a little bit of, of like I Dream of Genie because it has kind of like the same layout setting, but it's a good film. Yeah, yeah, there, there's some definitely some some weird ones out there, but like I said, if you, it, it, Christmas Evil was is another good one. I mentioned that earlier. It came out in 1980. It was kind of like around when um like the slasher you know genre was just you know catching steam in in the you know late 70s early 80s and it is just Christmas it's about if you guys have never seen it or anybody out there has never seen it it's about this guy who from a young child he was obsessed with Christmas and obsessed with Santa Claus so as he's older he works in a toy factory and he's in his maybe 40s or 50s and he keeps these books on all the neighborhood kids and he has their names and all the good deeds and bad deeds they did. So he finally, you know, ends up flipping his lid and he dresses up as Santa Claus and he starts going out and he starts killing adults that are not in the Christmas spirit. And it is just like, it is this wild 80s slasher ride, man. And it's, the story's so simple, and, and it, I mean, they had to produce the, the movie for five bucks, but it is just, you know, it, it, it's a fun, it's a fun, you know, <laughs> holiday slasher, I guess. You, you know, one movie, one movie's really wild that uh, it was really good. It was a great film, and then when it got to the end, you're like, uh, did they just run out of money? Or are they going to film part two? No country for old men. I, I don't think I've that. ever seen that. You got, is that a holiday one or no, is no, that no 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 you can no it's not a holiday film it's called No Country for Old Man. I hope I got look that up on the on your side there, Joe, and see if it is. It's called No Country for Old Man, and I forgot who the actor is, but it, it's this guy who is a a killer, and he kills with a, the thing they use for the cows to brand the cows or to kill cows. It looks like a a fire extinguisher, and he puts it up to the head of the people, and then you get pop. You know, it actually cuts a hole right into the head, whatever. Uh, but it's a film that when it gets to the end, it's it's really weird. I mean, the only thing I can tell you, you got to watch it because here, for some reason, you kind of root for the for the <laughs> bad guy over the, which is kind of weird in a way because the bad guy, like he kills, but he kills, and. He justifies himself in the killing he does. Let's say, for yeah, example, that's... if he tells you and asks you a question, you lie to him. He said, "I'm going to kill you." You know, I'm killing you not because you lied, but I have to kill you because you lied. You know. Yeah, that's kind of like like Christmas Evil. Like you, you, this guy who's like he's obviously a homicidal like maniac and got some problems, but like you kind of feel bad for him, and you know he, he's he's actually like killing like all these adults who are just like horrible people and right you know they're but he, he wants to take these presents to an orphanage and you know his company you know they're they're trying to you know skim money and this and that so it, it's really got some um well the film is- socioeconomic you know subplots to it but it's 
Yeah, movies like that are, are, are pretty. No, pretty no, but cool. the guy I'm talking about is Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones. The man in black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that did that thing, No Country. And he's supposed to yeah, be the sheriff there. in that film. And then, but I'm telling you, if you guys haven't watched it, it's a good film. But the only thing is, the ending is kind of like a, abrupt. It's kind of like that film of Clean Eastwood called Hang Him High, which you like, did it just finish? <laughs> yeah. It finishes where he gets to the town and then they just have like a music and nothing else goes on. And you're like, what happened to part two, you know? And, um, I hate when they do that because it, it leaves you in the air. But that particular film, though, was really, really good. Now, what I consider a good film or what I, not that it's a good film or not, but the films, especially the old films that I would like had something to do with a robot in it. Uh, like, for example, there's another one called The Aztec Mummy. That also, Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It also has a pretty good robot design in there. Uh, there's one called... Um, the something of New York is it? What is it? The gigantic? What is it? The of New York? Um, gosh, I forgot it. He, the guy has he look, it's a robot, but it looks like a robot monster some sort. And um, do you know which one? Yeah, you're about, Ty? Googling. You guys, uh, something of New York, the colossal of New York. The colossal of New York was also a really good film. Not good film is you know but it's just that the robot and stuff but the my favorite robots are on those films are the Aztec mummy the Santa Claus uh, isn't it Santa Claus conquers yeah. the Martians yeah yeah okay yeah Santa Claus Con- I thought you said Santa Claus uh, uh, I forgot I thought you gave it a different title but I think anyway no that was the other one with Santa Claus versus the devil which was yeah, the no, Mexican no 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 no, no. San- yeah versus the uh, Santa Claus conquers the yeah. Martians was an American yeah uh, right that's the one that has a cheesy good looking robot in there I mean no- they, that robot I'm looking at the robot now and that is just such a cheesy looking it looks like somebody was like you know just spray paint some cardboard and silver and but that's that's what a robot <laughs> has to look like man I mean we don't that's like how can you have Todd not looking like one of the sea monkey men? No, no, no. You, you, you have to keep that. You know. Let me let me ask you this question though. If you see very closely that robot right there, that robot also kind of reminds me of the one from the episode that I chose. One of my favorite, the Bugs Bunny episode, where the evil genius is making that big giant robot, and he has like yeah. light bulb eyes and stuff one. like that. Because of that, if you notice the eight-foot robot that I built three times, I put together one. The first one, uh, it took me, oh my gosh, about three weeks. I'm on the floor there. I ordered from, uh, I think it was Fidelity Office Products at the time, this 48 by 24-inch cardboard. Uh, things you put like uh, in between the the pallets, uh, the cardboard's like a flat cardboard, 200-pound corrugated cardboard, just like the submarine is made of, 200-pound test fiber board. And I, it came in packs of 24. And I started making the instructions and putting together this gigantic robot, which I do have a picture of it somewhere. I have to find it to send it to you guys. And, man, I had it in the living room. I was so proud of it. And my wife could only look at it each day and hate it. <laughs> and and um, I actually put together this huge robot, cardboard robot, that you can actually get in. 
And uh, I never got the chance to get in because one day I got home and my wife came with the excuse that it fell and she dumped it on me, man. Now, now speaking of, of Christmas presents, what are some of your guys like most memorable Christmas gifts that you, you've gotten maybe from a kid that you, when you were a child or maybe yeah, as an I'll adult? Tie the, What's something I'll tie that... the robot conversation <laughs> into Christmas because when I was a kid, I got a lost in space robot. And I got to tell you, man, that was one damn good Christmas. We have we have home <laughs> movies of me on the kitchen linoleum floor with my little robot going to town and me prancing around in my jammies. And I'm a happy camper <laughs> that Christmas. I still have, I still have that thing. It's your... pretty beaten up, but man, I still got my lost in space robot. Yep. Do you really? Do you, do you know that movies like that on the internet sell pretty well? <laughs> Just, yeah. just because that robot is the most famous. But, you know, I think I have a feeling inside of me a little bit here that Todd, I mean, not that Todd, that Mr. Joe here kind of dislikes robots a little, you know. But uh, no, I, I love robots. I just, oh, you know, I, I you like the. You broke my heart there, uh, Joe. You broke my What's heart. What's that? I thought you, did a, you called my robot cheesy, <laughs> man. But, <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a lot of them cheesy. But, yeah, I, I like the. I really like the vintage uh, metal ones, the ones that came out of Japan in like the you know forties, fifties, and sixties. I really kind of dig those, and they they go for so much money on, on eBay. It's like it's impossible to, well, the, to grab a decent one. But yeah, I, I like the older style ones, and I really like the robots that were um, portrayed in the old serials yeah, from like the thirties and forties. You know, they were they were kind of like you know cheesy as well, just like you know Conquers the Martian, but. They really, you know, if you if you put yourself in that setting in the 30s and 40s when there really where there was no robots, and you see this on screen, I, I could imagine you know, a seven year old or eight year old's mind just going wild with you know what they're they're watching on screen. So I I, I really like like the vintage type you know uh, robots. Let me tell you something when we're talking about robots and old films and stuff. Some old films, and I'm talking about classic films that are some of the best to this day such as uh, Forbidden Planet, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, the most famous robot, obviously, is, it's got to be B9, which is the Lost in Space. I, well, I, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like a toss-up yeah. between Robbie, the robot, from uh, Forbidden Planet and B9. Now, I kind of go towards B9, which is the Lost in Space, a little bit more. And the reason I gravitate to him a little more is because as a kid, when you watch um, the episode of Lost in Space where Robbie fights the B-9 robot, you know, as a kid, you get scared of the Robbie robot, you know? So I think because of that, I kind of feared the robot a little more. And I I, I like better the, the Lost in Space one. And, and that toy that Todd had is probably the most famous. I mean, today they do over five, six, seven hundred dollars. You can never yeah. get them for any less. Um, mine, I have mines that I got without the box, and then I got the box somewhere for like eighty bucks or something like that, and I was able to put the two together. So, Eddie, what was your? I, you're, you're skipping around the question. You see, you see what he does, Todd. <laughs> what, 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 what was the? What was your your favorite holiday? Uh, your favorite Christmas? Well, I, I was just about to tell you that. I, I was just mentioning the different robots and stuff. My 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 favorite. Um, it's kind of like talking about skipping around the subjects here. Is uh, <laughs> when I was given my first Superman Halloween costume by my aunt. Uh, I think nothing hit the 
the core more than getting a real Superman costume, especially when you used to watch George Reeves in the 1960 series of The Amazing Adventures of Superman. So that to me was the, the killer. You got, Christmas you got that for Christmas? I still have. You got the Superman costume for Christmas? Yeah, she she gave, she had it, uh, bought it in Halloween, and I uh, guess, and gave it to me in Christmas, and, and that's the one that appears in back of Mail Order Mysteries that I'm wearing. Um, it's actually that costume, and I still have that original picture because I was so proud of it. You know what I mean? You still have the costume? Uh, the costume? Uh, yes, I do, Joe. So you Did still you really wear it? You know, every, at no, night? I can't wear it, Joe, but I still have it. <laughs> You still try to fit it in and, and run around the house with the, the well, cape. And... <laughs> the thing is that I, I wasn't too happy with the cape that came with it. And my mom actually made me a cape uh, that she put an S in the back because I, I just didn't understand why the costume did not have shorts and an S in the back. <laughs> that picture now, but, Eddie, um, it's on page 154 for anybody out there who wants to see it. And it, it looks like it's made out of really shiny material. Yeah, it's it's obvious. Yeah, the uh, poly polyethylene, whatever it was, the plastic. Um, I was very proud of that, my friend. I, I wore that with pride, man. That was. Do you remember? Favorite. Do you remember who made that? The costume? Yeah, uh, Ben Cooper. Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to say is when you say, you know, what was my best Christmas as well? Uh, I, I mean, unfortunately, I got to be honest with you. In the nineteen seventies. Uh, the robot that Todd is talking about was 1960s. 1970s, there was no such thing as a B9 robot that I would have gotten. They would, I don't think they made any any that I know of. They might have made knockoffs, but not any licensed products. Now, the robots that I did like in the 1970s are, are the robots that were metallic, the Japanese ones made in Hong Kong and stuff that are worth a lot today. But I, I mean, I do have a pretty large collection the best one being the smoking spaceman uh, from uh, japan which is probably the mo one of the most expensive yeah, that's a good and best looking but the getting to the question again that i, I swayed away from it twice uh, trying to tell <laughs> no. the question is the second best christmas which is probably <laughs> the one that actually i mean the superman i still remember the same exact day and the part of the room i got it and everything um, I can still remember myself looking at it like, holy cow. When I saw the S through the box, I'm like, I can't believe I got this. But what I was going to say to you, though, is was the second year after that I had, uh, I think it was 1976 now, 70 or maybe 73. I'm sorry, it could have been 73. Or, I'm kind of, I don't remember if it was 73. Or, it was between 73 and 76. There was that one Christmas that I got uh, the following gifts. The Haunted Mansion game, board game from Lakeside. I got the ghost gun from Hasbro and I got the TV magic set that I did the unboxing for the large uh -huh. deluxe TV magic set. And my mom also got me a little bit before Christmas. She got me gunfight at okay. Corral. Those were like literally the best games I ever had. And that to me was probably the number one or number two Christmas. Number one was the other one with the Superman, but that, the one that I can remember the most because the one with Superman is, is the only thing I could remember from that Christmas because I was a lot younger. But the one with uh, those games, my God, I kept them all until I had the fire in 1995, all in mint condition. 
I've tried to recuperate my haunted mansion game, but I'm kind of reluctant to give four hundred dollars yeah, for a, a board game, you know. But that that's what it goes for. I mean, I, I had it, so it's not like I need to say, hey, I I I would love to have it because I didn't have it. I had it for like 20, 30 years of my life. So, you know, I had it. I looked at it a million times. So having it again would be a good thing, but it's not like a necessity. So if yeah. I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Uh, but it, it, but I did have all that. And uh, TV Magic said I, I, I got it again, and it was a, a bomb because if you notice, the condition was really horrible. Um, but um, the Hasbro Ghost Gun, I, I still, I did get a new one also. Uh, but it's you know, those are the, that is the Christmas I I can really treasure the most. But you know, it's it's funny how we we all try to you know recuperate a lot of things that we we've had from from our our childhood over the years and how you know how now I mean even though with a you know eBay and everything else how hard it is to <clears throat> excuse me try to find some of these items and. When you do find them, the the prices sometimes yeah. are just you know outrageous. What about you, Joe? What was well, your what was the big childhood memory for you, Christmas wise? You, you know that I, I was trying to think, and I, I don't. <laughs> really... Excuse me, you're the one that came up with the question, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't try to shy off now that you don't have an answer to it. Go no, on. you know I I do have an answer, but. It, you know, when I'm I'm thinking back on my my childhood Christmases, there's not really any particular items that I I really recall. You know, I used to get a lot of GI Joe and and Masters of the Universe uh, toys, you know, stuff like that. I, I do remember getting some of those, but I think one of my most memorable and best Christmases was actually last year when um my wife had got me a vintage uh, Bella Lugosi blow mold, which I you know I've been wanting for years. And then um, she also got me uh, this Incredible Hulk toy chest. It's a blow mold from the 70s, I think 72 or something like that. And, you know, I had seen it at my local toy store and I just, I, it, I, I'd been eyeing it for like a year and, you know, she ended up getting it for me. So that was, you know, probably last year was one of my most memorable Christmases getting awesome. those, those two items, but, you know, looking back at, at the childhood, you know, I just, I re, I don't recall, you know, specifics of what, what I received. I just remember, you know, GI Joe's or, you know, He-Man stuff. Cause that's what I was, you know, you know, sure. playing with in the eighties, uh, but mostly from the, the Christmases back then, I, I just remember more than the gifts, like the, just the feeling, like I said earlier in the, the podcast of, of just like the magic of the, the time and trying to catch Santa and well, you know how well, fun it was to be around family and all that and well you know of course presents you know that's always the best. <laughs> Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe, hold, hold, hold it, hold it. Am I led to believe from a previous episode that you had mentioned that Dracula was one of your best? Am I correct? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the um, you love Dracula, correct? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And then the other question I want to ask you, since you did love Dracula and stuff like that, um. Why would you do the same thing that the TV stations do when they say, and this new Jaguar, when it's Jaguar, but they say Jaguar. Why would you say Lagosi instead of Lagosi? Bella Lagosi. Bella Lagosi, Lagosi. Potato, potato. (laughs) You'll break my heart, Mr. Joe. Potato, potato. But you do understand that the potato. You do understand that you did bring up the question with the Christmas 
and yet you didn't yeah, give they, us the answer like we gave it to you. Now, what, what do you think, George? Is a fast uh, one. <laughs> I think yeah. so, man. You know, I, I gave you mine. I said last year's was my my best one. But like I said, the, I, my memory is is shot from from. You know, I I'm lucky. I remember what I did did this morning, but yeah, but that's my uh, that's my my memories from from childhood. Hey, listen, I can't rem- I can't forget my wife throwing out my beautiful seven eight foot robot man, and, <laughs> oh. and then I put together one out of wood, and I had to take it out of here and hide it before she threw it out on me too. <laughs> Freaking, it took me a month uh, just working on it, cutting up the wood, getting the sheet metal to cover it. And they're like, you know, they laughed at me because I made it look like the Bugs Bunny old metal one with the cylinder head and light bulb for the eyes. But let me tell you, my man, I had that in originally the first version I had of that. I put it in my magic shop in the window and it was it attracted a lot of people liked it, man. That stuff is, is just genuine and, and it brings us back to where we come from, the the time when we could dream and order things and <laughs> Bigger than life robots and Frankenstein's, yeah, yeah. and that—that's kind of you know what I I kind of picture the the season is now. You know, it, it's it, it's still bigger than life, kind of, and we still, you know, still try to catch Santa on on Christmas morning and hope you know he brings us that robot or the haunted mansion or you know in Todd's case another you know Sea Monkey Kingdom or something that he could rule. <laughs> in keeping with the Christmas and the space robot kind of theme. Another big thing for me when I was a kid was Major Matt Mason, and and I, I'm, I'm older than you guys, so you might have missed the Major Matt Mason craze. I have the gun kit, Mister Todd. What are you talking about? That was a big thing for me. Well, space travel was big, you know, when when I was a kid because we had gone to the moon and all of that sort of thing. So we, we, every everybody was really ripe for space. But there was this whole series called Major Matt Mason. And he had all these space crawlers and these space friends. But the absolute coolest piece of the entire Major Matt Mason line was the, was the alien called Scorpio. And he was hot pink and purple. And you should look at him online because he is really <laughs> cool. And talk about something from your childhood that's now worth a lot of money. Yeah. The, the, all those toys are tough to tough to find. Okay, I have a question now that we're talking about our childhood here and all of you. Did any of you two, and don't pull my leg now, did any of you two take the x-ray glasses, look at a light, street light with a light outside in the dark and see the Never. image x-ray glasses? Okay, no. you, know, you know why that is? You remember, Todd, that you told me that one of right. them has the bigger lens and the okay, the one right. with the bigger lens is the one. That has it. So I'm gonna, I actually am gonna take a photograph of it, looking at a screen okay, lens, good. and I'm gonna email it to both of you. Because I mean, I knew you guys were yeah, yeah. You looked at it when you did it. I figured, you know, just keep the guy happy. Uh, Anything to get you it. off the I phone, it, Eddie. You know? uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, man. It, it, it's it's kind of like. I knew it. I said, well, I did also the thing for this alien glasses I got here, whatever it is, that were put out by like, the name of the company was Gemini, Jeremy, Jemmy Specs. I don't know. This was a couple of years ago. I don't know what they used it for. But anyway, it's the same principle. 
But anyway, what I was going to say is when we're talking about all this fun stuff, growing up and stuff, I got to tell you the truth. I saw Mr. Todd sent a kit of sea monkeys over to Mr. Joe, and I did see that. And I got to tell you, down deep, I said, man. <laughs> I already sent that. you one. But anyway. <laughs> Well, when did you? Oh, yes, that's right. You did send me one, so I'll take. Wow, he man. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, Todd. He likes to have yeah, ten or fifteen you know what, of Joe, each I'm, item. So uh, I'm dropping Eddie, and I'm just it's just going to be you and I hanging out from here on out. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, man. I what I'm going to do? No, you know what? You guys also forgot another beautiful thing, and, and this I'm going to tell Todd. You killed it, brother. That's that. Uh-huh. road signed with the Adams family. Well, that that's 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 really you saw that, uh, Joe. How, no, I haven't. Oh man, you got you got to go to the website and look at that. General discussions, general questions, whatever. General discussions. There's a street sign that he has with the modern uh-huh. Adams family cartoon, whatever it is. But the street sign looks like it's a real sign, you know, behind. Oh it. wow. And he put uh, "Welcome to New Jersey, House of the Unusual." dot com. It's really good, man. I got you. Well, hey guys, we we are we're getting down the end of the podcast here, so uh, let's take about forty five seconds each and give our our final thoughts, any holiday wishes, and all that, because uh, this show will come out next week, I believe, the twenty third. So take about forty five seconds each, and you know, give your final thoughts and some some good holiday wishes. Okay. Well, so, I'll just say ahead, uh, happy holidays to everybody. And um, I hope, I hope people of the older generation can look back and reflect on something special that happened to them as a kid. And I hope the younger generation is gaining those experiences now that are going to last their lifetime and affect them when they're in their thirties, forties and fifties. So happy holidays to everybody, whatever age you are. And, uh, I hope at some point you get something that really floats your boat and makes you happy. Awesome. All right, Eddie, it's on you. 45 seconds. Not a, I'm timing you, not a minute, second longer. You <laughs> well, Todd both got it going. Well, uh, it's very simple. I uh, want to tell everybody happy, you know, Merry Christmas. God bless the family. Enjoy it. Uh, do whatever you can. And most of all, don't forget, Whenever you guys go to the store, buy a set of sea monkeys. And remember, the ruler of sea monkeys resides with House of the Unusual and come back and visit him and talk with him about your famous, you know, adventure with the old new sea monkeys. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys, for being on. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to to everybody. And just remember, you know, it's a season of, of... fun a season of giving and a season of wonder you know don't lose that that childhood aspect of yourself you know even if it's for one day you know keep that that child in you you know happy and 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 full of wonder so um check us out house of the unusual.com and check us out every wednesday on our our podcast and thanks for listening todd eddie thank you for stopping in as always and and one final thing joe don't forget that we did our first live podcast on the YouTube channel, houseoftheunusual.com. Absolutely. So check to, it out. And we're going to continue to do live once uh, in, uh, you know, coming the following weeks and stuff. Oh. Anyway, having said that, 
Thank yep, you all. Night, guys. Bye. All right. Thanks, everybody, and good night.